podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. Wild times at FML feel high. I already made three transfers for minus four. You already popped your wild card. What's your feeling in this moment? Um, I mean, classic bad start for me as usual. So I'm trying to not do the same thing I do every year, which is save wild card until the last possible moment. So I'm just on. I'm just on it. On it now. Yeah. I love it. That's it. I don't really know if I have feelings. I think I'm still numb. It took me like <laughs> two hours yesterday just staring at everything to come to the conclusion to actually do it. So here yeah, I am. We had a long morning. chat before you popped it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, um, basically, we're right. talking and. Hold on. Hold on. Before showed- we move on, just really quickly, we, for those who don't know how we kind of handle international breaks, we're not going to be doing the normal pod next Monday. Because there's an international break, but look out for you know one or two fireside chats that we've planned, and then we'll be back with a normal pod leading up to game week five on the Monday after next, September sixteenth. So we're not gonna do a normal pod for a long time, bro. Wait, September sixteenth? No, that's not right. Isn't that right? No, because that's after game week five. Oh, I fucked it up. Yeah, great. Go oh, fucking great. <laughs> yeah, so ah, god damn it. The Monday before Game Week Five is when we're back. Whatever the yeah. fuck that is. Yeah. Okay. Um anyway, you were saying, yeah, about us talking before you pop wildcard and shit like that. Yeah, so you showed me like a minus four, basically could get Raz in, get rid of Kane, obviously a must must transfer move. And I would be like quote unquote fine, but I would still have these bad kind of fringe players and be taking a hit. And I feel like with what we know after game week three, I kind of have a good enough feel for who's good, who's bad, who's good, that's cheap, etc. I'm just going to try something different and see how it see how it goes and use it early, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think we can both agree that one of the hardest things in all of FPL is just balancing that this is fine and I should be responsible and patient feeling with making like making that decision to be like, I'm popping my wild card, I'm taking whatever hit, like I'm making the active, aggressive move to hop on a bandwagon or something like that. Like fi- finding out what's real amongst all that shit and what's the best move is, is just, I don't know, borderline impossible, honestly. Yeah, you just have to pick a lane and stay in it and hope it was right, really, and this is what you do. Um, yeah. You just trust that you're able to... I mean, the entire year of FPL is basically the ability to take a small sample size and extrapolate it over the length of the season. I mean, it's really not until like game week 20s or so that we have like a reasonably large you know, body of work, and then by that yeah. time, like your rank is what it is, and it's harder to move, so... The beginning of the season's tougher, obviously, so I'm just gonna go for it. And we'll see. But anyway, what what about you? How was your how was your week weekend? Um good. Honestly, good. I uh resisted the panic. Good. Yeah, no good. Um 
I resisted the panic. I just did Pookie in for Callum Wilson. So I netted six points there. I got 62 on the week, which is well above average. There's another, like, you know, pretty much low scoring week. Uh, the net average in the top 10K, which is, you know, sort of in- insignificant at this point, is 44.5. Overall net average, 42.8. So feeling really good there. 20 points above average. I went up 240K to 114K overall which is super solid slash good for this early. So I'm off to a good start. Um, the problem areas in my team continued to be problem areas with you know Jerry D. Blank, Rich Blank, Perez Blank, and Joe Gomez on the bench again. But the sort of like pillars of my team uh, carried me through it with Mo 15, you know, Captain Raz, Pookie 11, that transfer was good. Soy got the luckiest assist ever. Um, Ederson miraculously not getting a red card and turning that into two save points. You know, So all these little things that just came together in a low-scoring week. But like I said in the beginning, I've already made three transfers because the price rises are so erratic right now. Um, so I'm already on a minus four for next week because I had two frees. Um, All right, what'd you, do? what'd you do? Just let's let's get it out. What'd you do? I did. I honestly don't even remember. I did. Are they that important to you? Your yeah. FPL team's that important? It, it was just so fucking hectic. Like I did not right. go into after Sunday after I'm on like three hours of sleep watching footy all day. I was not like, yeah, today's the day I'm going to make a minus four three transfers. But so I did. Um, Jomez, Perez, and Rich out for Emerson, Mount, and Kevin. Chelsea in. Chelsea, Chelsea. Yeah, the Emerson one was me and Nate kind of holding hands on the swing set, deciding last night that he's the guy we're going to both switch Joe Gomez to. And honestly, I feel really good about it, and I'm excited to have him. He's been excellent, and I hope hope slash think Chelsea's defense will get a bit better with the guys they have coming back and stuff. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, the fixtures look pretty good. They only have one bad fixture until November, basically. So yeah, could get some could get some big scores. I, I would it wouldn't be like, surprising to see a couple of double digit spikes in the next yeah. like six seven game weeks. Yeah. yeah, he's been close to scoring and very close to assisting in every game so far. So, uh, how'd you do? Um, I got 56, uh, Captain Kane Blank, obviously good job by me. <laughs> got just like a lot of five spots. I had Kevin, Tony, Trent, and Soy, Soy Sauce Man, all with five pointers. Pookie and Mo came in with points, and that was about it. All she wrote. I mean, it was a pretty nice distribution. I had a good amount of returns after my like 20 point last week or whatever, but you know, when you when you get two points off your cap, you're uh, you're never going to feel good. So that's how I felt. It's weird to have so many fives. Like five is not a normal number. Five is my magic number. Along, come on. Is it? No, I don't know. I'm just fucking talking <laughs> shit out of my ass like usual. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. You have four guys scoring five points. That is weird. But yeah, Captain Blank just murdered you, huh? Mm-hmm. Vinay on site said, "Can Mrs. Walsh start a helpline for all the cane cappers amongst us?" Well, she cannot. <laughs> she cannot. That's a hard no. Um, yeah, okay. Let's do uh, housekeeping. Shout out to the FML Field Prize League slash Mug League winner of August. Um, first mug slash first prizes of the year. Philip Bazin. Bazin, 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 a.k.a. who ate all the Mares bars. 
Amazing job. And you're off to a flyer, 232 points in August, putting him at an OR of 629 in the world. You will be getting mug and some other shit in the mail ASAP. And then shout out to the leader of the FML field public league, Jackson McGee, AKA the demo Gorgons flying 243 points or 78 fucking good job by him. These are some of these people just captain Pookie and gimmick too. It just blows my mind. It's 4 million IQ plays. We're just not there. We're just not there. We're not seeing the lines. All right. Meat and potatoes, as we're now sort of calling it. Um, anywhere particular you want to start? There's lots of questions and topics I have written down. What What are you feeling? Um, How does that make you feel, Walsh? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Stop asking me these questions, man. <sighs> All right. I have no. I have nothing, dude. Just can you drive the bus today? Yeah, I'm driving the bus. I just want you along for the ride. Um, So wildcard. We just got two questions about wildcard. Seems the most important thing, at least to me, on this episode is talking about your wildcard. So DW on Slack said, "Is there actually enough information to go off to pop an early wildcard? Besides a few random streaming options like Pookie and Martial, which everyone seems to have jumped on, there isn't really anything that shouts out wildcard to me." And then simple mug on Slack said, what are the main potential pitfalls that come in playing your wild card that you're looking to avoid? Um, I mean, I guess the first pitfall I keep like trying to look at and talk myself into is like solo Pookie up top is fine. Yeah. And it's just not, it's just not, it's just not fine. Um, so that's one definite pitfall. I think, I mean, realistically, what it comes down to is, you know, Champions League is going to be starting before we know it, group stage. Games are going to start piling up, and having one bench player is just unacceptable. So that's one thing. Um, otherwise, I still believe in like some of the premium defend defender options. And even though clean sheets have been tough the last two game weeks, I think that you know again what we knew before preseason: one A and one B, City Liverpool. Both going to be there at the end of the season, and I think that they're still like great investments in the defense, even though the clean sheets haven't been rolling in yet. Um, I don't know; those are just the two things that spring to mind. What do you? Anything that you're coming to? No, I mean I think the the potential pitfalls with an early wild card are sort of similar to the potential pitfalls of like a game week one team, I guess, because it, you know obviously it's so early in the season, so you're going to be sticking with this team for a long time. So I think. Just going with safe guys, nailed guys, you know, just basic stuff like that that we always talk about in Game Week One, and and still have trouble avoiding. Um, it's just you gotta just rein it in and make those make those safer moves. I think a little to a little yeah. extent, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're not fucking cracking the bank or whatever expression that fits here. Reinventing the wheel, just kind of regurgitating uh, some old old themes. Yeah, cracking the yeah. bank. I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, no, that I made that up just that was on the spot. A that, was expression. that was a miss. That was a miss. Hard what about what do you bet DW's question about is there actually enough information to pop it early? Um yeah, I mean I think there is. Um I think it's pretty clear once more like City and Liverpool are just going to be walking walking the league whoever finishes first, you know, who it's anyone's guess. So I mean that's six spots right there. That's like more than 50% of your team. Um I think we've got a pretty good idea of like, you know, Norwich attack, some of the cheap defenders like Lundstrom and 
some other other guys that oh, are in boy. there that look good. It's it's you know Barnes is emerging again, and Alaire looked good this week. So we're seeing some budget guys there. I, I think you know the, the main thing is, and you know we have Chelsea with Mount and stuff, and Marshall if he's fit, like he's still a pretty cheap option. Like there's plenty of guys to pick, and it's hard to envision like those things changing in the next you know couple months anyway, unless if there's you know massive injuries. So. Yeah, I mean, long and short, I think there is definitely enough enough information um, to go for. I don't know. What, do you do you see it differently, or what do you? No, think? I think I agree. I mean, I think that a lot of those bandwagon guys. We kind of talked about this last week. I feel like a lot of the bandwagon guys are kind of just bandwagons for a reason, for lack of a better way of saying it. Like they're good, they look good, the attacking's good, the numbers are good, etc. Like everything at our disposal says that they're good, you know, and you can't really get better than that this early in the season. Like, of course, of course, Norwich could just like fall off a cliff and just be like relegation fodder from the, you know, next week on. That's not impossible. They're still like pegged to go down, but based on what we have, uh, you know, we have a lot of good guys to pick from. And I, th- I think yeah, I, I mean, mostly like, agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Mount, I mean, again, you know, we don't need, a billion options. We just say like twenty or so. So I think we have that, and I think we have a pretty good idea. Like you know, Chelsea look open; they're going forward a lot. Like Mount stats are ridiculous in three games. You know, that's just an easy pick. There's no reason to think that's going to change. If anything, they'll just keep improving as injured players get back. Yeah, right. You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, yeah. You know. Um. So on defense and cleans, you mentioned it. We got we got five questions in on it. I'll just I'll just read these off quick, but. Camille on Slack, have we seen enough to go light at the back? TJC on Slack, is it still good to have TAA and Rabo? D Silva says, I feel it feels like thing, uh, cleans are a thing of the past, um, but there's been a lot, several late or even last minute goals to wipe out the clean sheets. Is the broad move away from premium a jerk of knees that will punish the non believers? Drew Peacock is, is five at the back still a thing, and Al, is premium defense still the way to go on wildcard? Um, I've been playing around a little bit with this. I mean, so I guess it's more useful to look at the players in isolation rather than just make some sweeping generalization. That kind of doesn't really make sense to me. So, I mean, Trent Rabo, I still just watch Liverpool and see them playing out of position. I mean, yeah. they're, they play fullback for 20% of the game. I mean, they're just in the final third the whole time. They're just midfielders. So, I mean, the way they play, you know, the midfielders drop back when they're in possession and up, up top, and they just bomb forward. It's insane. I mean, Robbo's in the box like all the time. Yeah, Liverpool's and actual indirect. formation is basically just two five three. It's like the yeah, two center backs just yeah. chill. One covering midfielder, yep. depending on where the ball, what side of the field the ball's on, and whatever. Yeah, it's just yep. they've the underlying defensive stats as as. Minuscule as the sample sizes are not good for Liverpool. They're letting up a lot of shots and, and big chances, et cetera, in the first three weeks. But when I look at them, just they've still only conceded three goals in three games, which is not like the world is falling down. It's like they're still, you know, right there, like Adrian Haller game week two. They definitely deserve to concede a goal on balance given the chances Arsenal had yesterday. Yeah. So that's, a, you know, I mean, Arsenal's Arsenal, but. They were still really close to keeping it clean. I mean, they had a fucking little wee boy, sloppy piece of shit that probably should have gotten blocked if AOC was trying. I don't know what he was doing on yeah, that play. Yeah, it was play. like a Trent giveaway, like 
Ox not knowing what's going on. Hendo's tackle fell right back to Torreira's feet and still shooting through traffic for for the yeah, thing I mean, to if, be wiped. If Ox makes a diving stop, that's a block shot 100%. He yeah. just was standing there doing nothing. So, I, I mean, that's not his game. The sub as well, I didn't understand in any way, shape, or form. But regardless of that, so basically I, I just still see Robbo and Trent as just fucking great picks. And, you know, other than like Mount and Tony... I don't, I mean, maybe Trossard. I mean, when I'm looking at those midfielders in that price bracket, I mean, Pookie's obvious. And then, you know, we're looking at Barnes and Allaire, but these are all kind of guys in the same, in the same price bracket. If I'm on wildcard right now and I'm looking at my team for the next like 10 game weeks, I'm going to be having fucking problems if I'm putting like Allaire and things like that in my team. I am not going to feel like I'm going to have problems if I have Trent and or Robbo on my team. So I still think they're great picks. Yeah, I basically think the same. I mean, this is someone wrote in, I think it was Pete on Slack about like, are we falling into like these premium traps because of the de- defensive anomaly of last se- season, which is how he put it. And I wrote back to him individually, but basically that it wasn't an anomaly last season. Like there are always multiple teams for every season pretty much we've ever played FPL. That are multiple teams in like the high teens of clean sheets every season. Like, yeah, United or Chelsea or whoever the yeah, fuck. There are always a is. couple teams. Yeah. It's not like the, you know, obviously 20 and 21 or whatever it was last year from City and Liverpool is the extreme high and, on the yeah. like bell curve. But, and, and the other thing too with this is, right, there's 20 teams in the league. Not every team is going to hit their expected stats every season. Like, that's not probable, you know? So we're going to, if you, like Leicester won the league, you're going to have to see a team overperform pretty much all of their stats if they're going to win the league. And there's going to be someone that does that. Like, there's always a couple teams, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I agree with you that, like, it's been annoying. It's been frustrating early, but. It'll come good. It'll come good eventually. The the, the I mean, Trent also has two returns and three. He has two assists. Already, yeah, he's so just like he's returning. Right I mean, he's yeah. yeah, he's playing. I mean, and Robbo again. We've fucking gone on about this every pot almost, but he he could have two or three returns as well with no clean sheets. Oh, so yeah, far. he so, had so many almost yeah. assists against Arsenal. So what do you think of? But this is also like Van Dyke just makes no sense to me because. With the center back and their only threat is on corners, which is, you know, who knows when that comes. Like, you really need to be banking on the cleans. And with Adrian in and the way they've looked, like, yeah. I don't see an argument for him anymore, right? Yeah, I think it's just him and, like, you know, the second center back at Matip probably. Like, that's just a huge downgrade at this point because because of how attacking the fullbacks are, they have, you know... Whatever Liverpool's possession is, say it's fifty five percent or something in the average match, like that's how many opportunities they have for attacking returns. Where Van Dyke only has corners, so yeah, I mean it's just the point five seems like seems like a greater like chasm than it did in preseason because of because of the Allison injury and just because they haven't been cleaning so far. Yeah, so City on the other hand have. Been having pretty good underlying defensive stats, but they well, also until Bournemouth. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess until Bournemouth, but they also only have you know the one clean game week one. Do you? What are you looking at with City defense? Do you think that's still a safe buy? Yeah, safe I, hold. I, yeah, I still think so. I mean, like yeah, yeah. Bournemouth, that was a freak game, and Bournemouth, you know, did well on the counter and got good chances and stuff. I mean, Ederson was. I don't know what he was on that morning, and Kyle Walker was back to being horrible, et cetera. But they also just didn't play with a defensive mid, which is 
really weird considering, you know, Rodri and Dino's were both fit and everyone knows what happens when they're not in. So I don't know. I, Pep's teams are always like elite defensively. The shot suppression is just the best in the world every year. They'll be totally fine, I think, too. So where do you buy? Because we still have a lot of, other than Laporte, I mean, maybe that's the answer, but that's yeah, still. I, mean, I think Laporte is still definitely the best. And like, you know, he has a proven track record of, of goal scoring in his career, which is, is pretty good. Um, I mean, I don't know. Zinchenko, I guess, is still fine. He's he's a transfer waiting to happen, so I don't love bringing him in, but he's still kind of fine. And then I think Ederson is still reasonable, too. I mean, like, 6-1 is really expensive, but you're getting 38, 38 nailed games from him, so yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, okay. Any other, like, premium defense talk that you I mean, want to go with? I mean, Everton, well, what, I think, is still pretty good. They're probably, honestly, the Next best, like I, I prefer Dean slash Coleman over United, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal. I think so. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, and then I guess we could just spend a minute talking about just if you are going to go cheap at the back, I right? Mean, what do you think of that? I mean, we have some name. I mean, Lundstrom obviously is the main main pick there. He's 4-1 right now. I mean, the fixtures don't look great, but you know, you can start him at Chelsea bench, start home Southampton, start at Everton bench Liverpool, start Watford. So I mean, it's basically on and off like every other for a while. Right. Um until they had a good patch in in around December. But I mean, Soy, we have at 4-5 who's a good pick. Um, yeah, I like so. Yeah. I think Burnley assets maybe are a little overlooked. I mean, like Pope is extremely popular, but I feel like none of their defenders are, and they're still yeah, like solid. You know, yeah, like Loton, 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 and to Peters me. are the fullbacks. So they're fine. I still don't understand how Peters is whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's besides the point. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, like I mean, Montoya has been actually in and around the box again, but like I don't really trust Brighton. There's a lot of like really bad defenses. I mean, is it almost maybe time to look at Palace again? I mean, they, no, the they, fixtures are rough. Yeah, it's just we want we want them over at the other like bottom ten teams by far. It just yeah, hasn't the been fix, time yet, I guess. The fix the fixtures are rough. Yeah, and I mean, if you're going to be buying the pat, like unlike Lundstrom, who has like kind of similar like every other for a while ish. Yeah, there's other than PVA. There's no attacking. There's no attacking threat, and, and Kelly's going to lose his job the second one of the other center backs is fit. So it just doesn't really make that much sense to me there. Yeah, I still do think that like our preseason evaluation of Spurs is right. It just all depends on if Vert comes back or not, and if they find a right back or not, because those are like the sort of. X factors that we didn't even consider. Like, obviously, it's going to be Toby and Vert every single game. And now Sanchez is in, and they're fucking bad. But I don't know. If Vert came back, I think that, like, they would probably vault up to maybe the, like, fourth best um, defense, like, behind just behind Everton, maybe. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of four fives on Newcastle. Um, I mean, they're still playing with, like, seven defenders every week. Um, (laughs) They could be a reasonable rotational option depending on what you're looking at and what weeks you need to start players but that new craft guy he craft. he's he's had a couple of 
you know, good pops up there and he's playing um he's playing out of position. Yeah. Back. Yeah. No, that that's that's he's four or five. He, it him. looks like he it looks like he's got that spot to his own for probably a while. I can't really see any competition there. So he's a he's a cheeky little little four or five pick, I think. It's always nice to just have a team that sets up for a clean sheet every single game. Like they're just a bus every single match. And so that's yeah. that's a feather in their cap for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk cheap forwards. A uh, ton of questions from Ashir, Jeff D, Flem, J Flow, Wolfie, Wolfgang, Bennett about cheap forwards with Pookie and Barnes bandwagons, potential emergence of Tammy. We also got a question from Brad. He said, apart from the, uh, apart from quote unquote regression, is there anything to tell us that Smashy can't keep scoring given the great fixtures he has coming up from game week five? What do you, what do you see here? I mean, Pookie, I think we can both agree, is just obvious and good and, like, barely even need to talk about. Like, we just both trust the bandwagon and think he's good and you should have him, right? Yeah, I mean, we talked about him for a while last week. Yeah. And nothing, I mean, he's come back in with double return against Chelsea. There's nothing right. to talk about that. <laughs> right. Yeah, he proved, he proved it. Um, Smashly, man, I don't fucking know. I'm hoping that, like, pod, like people, stats people who are way smarter than me talk about him because, like, I can't wrap my head around it, but... He's just fucking good. Like the stats are insane every week, and he's scoring. You know, obviously he's overperforming a bit. He's red hot to start the season, but not much has changed from last season to this season. And it's it's to me, it's enough data at this point. Like his xG is just out of fucking control. Good every game, and he's scoring and getting a lot of shots off, and he's just good. Yeah, I mean, I think he has the most shots in the league right now. Yeah, he's fucking. He's shooting four point five times per per game. His non penalty XG per ninety is point seven. That's like fucking messy. You know, it's like it's just crazy what he's doing. I just the minute I put him in my team is when yeah. Wood starts banging for fun. I've just been there before and it's never fun. So the stats are what they are, but. When I watch him play and run around and he's just like a red card every game, I watch him shout waiting to happen. It just <laughs> does not fill me with any confidence. And Burnley as well are just not not an attacking team. I mean they're you know, they put a few past Southampton game week one, they scored one this week, they they got one one in Arsenal. It's just I, I just don't I just don't love him. Just don't like the pick that much. But yeah, the stats speak for what they are and I mean, it's not unreasonable that he's gonna be easily earning his price, but it's just always going to be like two blanks in a row, and I'm going to be trying to figure out a way to fuck them off. You know, right, right. That that's the hard part, of course. That's, that's the hard the, part. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, he is on pens. I mean, they don't get pens because they just fucking lump shit into the box, and they have all these huge players who can't dribble. But that's also a thing. I don't yeah, know. it is weird, also with the like non-attacking team because that that was sort of the transition that started the like Barnes train was like they were fucking relegation fodder, terrible worst team in the league last season to start. Like when they're in Europa, they couldn't keep cleans. They had Joe Hart. It was a nightmare. And like they just started attacking really well and putting up huge expected goal numbers and stuff like out of nowhere. And that just has carried on despite like going back to, to, you know, shit house. Nil nil type of team on paper, and it's just mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Daesh obviously deserves a lot of credit what he's doing. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but he's doing it, and they're kind of good. All right, so there. so Barnes, what, what about Allaire? What are you looking at there? He's like almost a million more. He's point eight more than Barnes. What's what's the deal with him? Um, it's just unfortunate that he he got hurt in like game week two because I think a lot more people would be on him or people who had him would have kept him because. You know, the game week one city, we talked a lot about it in preseason, just kind of people putting too much weight on it. And West Ham actually have a really, really good attack. And, you know, if, if that city fixture was later in the season, West Ham would be more represented, I think, in the community. They look fucking good. Like, they just look really good. Like, obviously, against Brighton with no Allaire, no Felipe, it was, it was not ideal, but. Noble adds a lot to the attack, like his passing from deep. And Allaire and Felipe and Lanzini look really fucking good. And I think they're just a really good attack. I, I'm excited by him and them. Yeah, I was really confused why Fornals wasn't in there. Because this like was the kind of game we want, we're waiting for with that, right? To get the four of them up there like he was doing in preseason. So. Like Alaire's just the kind of pick who I look at the fixtures and I look at him and the team and the way that Pellegrini's setting up versus the way Deitch sets up. Right. And I just want to find that point eight at all costs to not have Barnes. Yeah, I t- I totally understand that. I mean, like so, yeah. West Ham look like they're the West Ham and Norwich are sort of the like must watch TV at this point. Like they're all of their matches are going to be like over four goals, which may be good for like betting and, and fantasy points. Like they're just, what about when they play each other? It's I mean, the over under is going to be like six and a half. It's just like four or three written all over it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I I don't hate that. Like Barnes, I think is still good, but yeah, for 0.8 more, if you're getting someone with like, more of a chance of a double return and more consistently good attacking team. That makes sense to me. Doesn't get subbed. I mean, it's this also comes back to like I'm like Nathan, producer Nate, flying this season. Like, make me a wild card team, and he's like in four minutes he puts together like Barnes is obviously in there. And I <laughs> this comes back to like my preseason thing of how am I going to have some player I absolutely fucking hate and think is bad in my team? Like, I don't want that. Right. So I mean, you know, you know, Barnes is not going to be on my team when I hit when the when the fucking deadline I mean, happens. Some, someone asked about, are you thinking? I think it was Mishka. He asked that, like, is Walsh thinking about getting rid of Kane? I was like, dude, he's on wild card. Kane, there's actually zero percent chance as well as. I Barnes. mean, I don't know why. I don't know why you're giving him any airtime with such nonsense. You have to. You have to hard <laughs> ignore those things. That's just it's an embar- It's an embarrassment. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. What I about mean, cutting between with with Tamala? Yeah, seven so M. I'm I'm still worried about rotation. I mean, I'm still not sure who's going to start every week. I mean, I think Tammy, broadly speaking, is first choice, but I also expected Giroud to start yesterday. I think everyone did, and Tammy kind of started out of nowhere, which means like I think the reverse can happen. They have not so good fixtures. I mean, home Sheffield United's okay, and then away Wolves, home Liverpool, like. Liverpool, you could see Giroud starting, like maybe Wolves. I, I don't really know what he's doing. So I'm worried about rotation and just nailedness. So their fixtures don't start getting really, really good until game week seven. So I think yeah. you would just wait. 
And maybe like yeah. Tammy starts all three, and then you can go Tammy. Yeah, yeah, I, I I like that, and it is giving me a little bit of pause with Mount, who you would assume would be in like an auto in, but the next three are pretty bad. They're um, bad attacking fixtures. Yeah, they're really bad attacking yeah. fixtures. I mean, home Sheffield United instead of away is like you know they, they'll probably score two and win that game because yeah they should. But yeah, at Wolves, home Liverpool are, are rough, are rough. So yeah, I don't know. Okay, um, but then I'll, I'll what, just, are, what about Wesley? Yeah, well, also, I'm just thinking out loud, like, how many of these guys do you actually realistically want? Just because there's so few options in the price bracket, like, you're really lacking flexibility. Like, some people are, are back on 3-4-3, three, three, which, you know, whatever, formations are fine. You no, know? Yeah. But no, but if, if I, I'm seeing 3-4-3, three, 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 like, like, yeah, yeah, Pookie, Allaire, and Barnes, like, 3-4-3, three, three, they're like, no. That's, that's not risky, good. man. That's really, that's really bad. I think it's just really bad. Yeah, it's just it's no flexibility at all to move to really anyone that looks good, and you can't get up to anyone either without dropping one of the mids that you probably never want to drop. It's just putting yourself in a really bad situation, so I don't like that. But yeah, Wesley, I mean... I was shouting him a lot in preseason, knowing absolutely nothing about him. <laughs> You're just a fucking shouting striker on promoted team merchant. I'm just That's a. All you prom- do. I'm a promoted. That's all you do. We have Callum, Wesley, and Pookie. No, I'm literally like a gem merchant. Like I love a hidden gem mad scientist thing. <laughs> so you That's just talk about them all, and then some of them hit. Exactly, but Wesley, I was shouting <laughs> solely for the reason of fixtures, because Villa to me. In preseason, have the best game weeks one through nine fixtures in the league by a lot. Their fixtures are still really good because we haven't hit game week 10 yet. And, you know, I mean, I thought he played obviously really, really well against Everton. The holdup was good. The finish and the run and the finish were good. I wasn't really impressed with him against Spurs or Bournemouth at all, though. So I'm still kind of unknown with him. I mean, I, the fixtures, again, I still think Villa are going to score goals from now through game week nine. The the fixtures are just too good. But (sighs) trusting Wesley's tough. Yeah, And and, and even less flexibility than the guys we just talked about at 6-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What about about looking at the other side of the... I mean, Mape finally got his first start, but I think, you know, it's he just, just... Him and Che Adams are the, like, missing sitters every single week club right now. Yeah, it's it's not great, yeah. and and they kept keep subbing Che. I mean, he looks whatever. But what about on the other side of the coin? I mean, looking at like the premiums because you know now you know I'm not like Obs for example, right? He got the Liverpool game out of the way. Still fucking return, obviously, whatever. And then and they're about to go on. A, I mean, home Spurs, but the fixtures are pretty good for them until like December, just generally speaking. And like I don't know, Locka didn't start, which makes sense in hindsight based on the game and what they were trying to do. But and like he's always like subbed a lot and a little bit risky there and like nine five isn't cheap. But do you, are there any guys that you're seeing who like haven't been talked about that much that you think could be really good in the next like two months that that could be cheeky picks of the forward spot? Um, I think Obs is one of those guys. I mean, I think like a lot of it was circumstantial with Kane's fixture home Newcastle. <clears throat> And Obs being a, a you know a way to Liverpool, but I think the bandwagon was everyone on Kane, and like Obs ownership is not reflective of how good he is, and he should be, 
he should really be up there as maybe most owned or, or close to it forward. I mean, he won't be because Pookie, but like he's elite, and I so, think he's really trustworthy. So how do you good. how do you fit him in? What what are you doing? Like how are you looking at fitting him in? Yeah, I mean that's the problem, right? Because you want Raz, Mo, Kevin first and foremost, and then then maybe fitting him in. I don't know. I mean, I mean, are you comfortable going? Because you would need to go really cheap at the back if you go with those three midfielders and OBS. Like you would need to go probably no Liverpool defender. I mean, maybe Van Dyke if you're just desperate for coverage. But you'd probably need to look at like Cantwell starting, and you know, like three. You would be in like a three-five-two with Pookie up top, and you would have to rotate. Four defenders for two spots, and you'd maybe have like Dean or something. Like, do you think that's a good team? I think it's a fine team, but I think it maybe is not worth it. It's just too thin to just wedge OBS in. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about the risk of like starting with three, six, five forwards, and then you're talking to me about like starting Cantwell every week and like rotating like Lundstrom in and fucking all these guys that like. Are we really going to be surprised if like Sheffield United suck and Lundstrom doesn't get another? You know, he had a good attacking, he had a really good like high XG chance, but it would have been offside, so not actually. And we're not going to be surprised if like Cantwell blanks for four games. Like that would be very unsurprising, right? I mean, he creates like yeah. one chance, maybe shoots once per game. So yeah, I just don't, especially on wildcard, more so than not on wildcard. I don't like. You know, pigeonholing in those like depths of fucking four or five mids starting every week where you're going to maybe be in a trouble, trouble spot and I see hits in your future. So, okay. Yeah, I just don't, I don't think that's great. The, the only guy that screams out to me, maybe two guys when you were saying that though, or like, I think Rashford, if, if Tony is actually hurt and we don't really know anything yet about his hamstring, but hamstrings are tough. I think Rashford, Gets a few bumps up, in my opinion, and just his FPL, you know, playing playing center forward with probably another like passer type person, Mata or something like that, coming in for Tony. I think would would bump up their attack and bump up Rashford for me. And then Callum Wilson is still just chilling. I mean, like he has three kind of bullshit assists out of three so far. And he hasn't been shooting much. He got one one good chance against City, but you know they they have okay fixtures. Bournemouth are okay, and I don't know. He's he's not awful or anything like that. Well, usually when he's fit, he's always returning points. Like in his you know for the last four years, if he's fit, he's returning points. And I don't know. I just think that everyone was on them for for the first two game weeks, and every single person in the world went off them. He even dropped in price, and I just think like I don't know. He's still pretty good. Mm. Yeah. All right. All right. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so transitioning to Kuhn. I mean, mm-hmm. Kev IRL on Slack said we need to talk about Aguero under the radar despite scoring the first two games. Then a brace this game week. The general wisdom had Raz plus Kev as the desired city attacking double up. Could Raz plus Kuhn be better, especially for those with Kane right now looking to ship him? Also, Jesus out until after international break. And then Al on Slack said, Jesus out for a month. Is Aguero a really hot option right now? Oh, God. The injury Um, news is we don't actually have any solid injury news, right? 
I everyone keeps saying that he's out till like after the IB. So yeah, but I don't know that's where that one comes game from. Week. It's one game week, but if it's a hamstring and you know he's going to take some time to come back, I mean he's obviously not going to be pushing for a start. I don't know. It doesn't matter really that much. But what what do you think about what do you think about like Kuhn versus Kev? Uh, it's so hard, dude. I mean, because it comes back to the other thing, right? Of what, like, where we were talking preseason about the combo of having a mid-price midfielder versus having the mid-price forward in the other slot. Like, other than Pookie, like, wouldn't you want Martial or Mount like a lot more than the other forward in that price slot? Yeah, probably. I mean, Allaire maybe is is that maybe he's the bridge yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. But uh, here's the thing with Kuhn is like he had one of his best seasons ever last season. 21 goals, 11 assists. He finished on 201 points. Was mostly fit for the entire season. Kev shits out 200 points for fun. Like it's yeah. just that's a guarantee. If he stays fit, he's just 200 points. That's just what yeah. he is. Yeah. So I don't understand why we would pay like two and a half million more for Kuhn, even though you know he's a captaincy option. He's sexy. We both love Kuhn and everything about his fucking adorable face and hair. But from a fantasy perspective, I'm just like, I, Kev is just the best value sort of premium guy in the game to me, and that's not really okay, going to so change. So what, what about what about Kuhn versus Raz then? Like if you're looking for you know cap looking at captain the next couple game weeks, like if Jesus is still fucked or whatever. Yeah, you could talk me into that. I mean, I think Raz. What does that look like? I think Raz long term is better. Just you know, he doesn't get subbed, and like he's he's a proven like dominant FPL force. But if you're gonna tell me that you want Kuhn because you want to you trust him more to captain, you know, and home Brighton away Norwich the next two. Home Watford the next three, I can see that. I can see Kuhn as being the better pen option. I mean, the better captain option on pens and just you know more central and stuff like that. I, you can definitely talk me into that. I mean, is that worth being talked into? I mean, if I'm on wildcard, I'm thinking about that, right? You must be oh thinking about God. that. I, I haven't thought about it. No, I've been trying to figure out like back to the skimp on defense and put all three in with Mo. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. I'm fucking wild man right now. It's Monday. I have a lot of days to. How many tinkers from now till deadline? No, like probably like five hundred. Oh my god! Let's what, fucking go or more. I don't know. No, I just love it. I just I'm I'm getting the residual excitement of you on wild card. I'm just like you're like taking the bong grip, and I'm like s- scraping the resin to just get like one more hit out of it. It's amazing. <laughs> Um, Coon. Oh, God, Coon. Yeah, I mean, in those three, like, who would you rather captain? Let's just say you're captaining either Raz or Coon in, in all three of those. Home Brighton, uh, away Norwich, home Watford. I mean, I don't think it's close. It's Coon. It's right? It's Coon. I mean, yeah. like, Raz yeah. is incredible. He can score a hat trick any week. Last two weeks, barely involved in anything. He still scores a goal in both. Like he's, you know, we don't need to talk about how good he is for FPL, but for captaincy, you don't really want barely involved scores a goal. Like you want central, central tip of the sphere, like fuck fest on pens, and that's Coon. Wow. I mean, honestly, the other thing though that I keep like thinking of is like, is it really that? 
insane to go thin at defense for a few weeks while Man City have this it's like stupid run and then figure out like how to backdoor money into defense over the next couple months. By stupid run, you just mean the next three? Because then no, it's I away mean, it's, Everton home Wolves. Yeah, I mean, then yes, for the next, I don't, I don't know. Stop, don't, don't get mad. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just, <laughs> just poking holes in the fucking dumpling and letting the steam out, you know? <laughs> As they say. <laughs> I don't know. This is too much for me right now. What, what else are we, where else are we going? Today? I love wildcard pods because I can just. I'm like inceptioning you. My ex, my expected inception per ninety is just astronomically high. It's like five hundred inceptions per ninety. No, I mean every little you're thing about I Rashford, say. Like you're like, talking about Rashford. I clicked a couple guys. Like oh, Rashford's in. <laughs> then we start talking about City. I clicked a couple things. I'm like oh, Kun's in. I'm like does this count towards the five hundred takers? Because I've already done thirty. <laughs> I don't know if it counts. I'm not sure how it works. That's exactly know. it. I love that so much. I'm just like. Like I need someone, you know, they have the little clicker when they open the gates and they're counting how many people come into the yeah, festival. Like need I need that. that girl like behind me with her like dad cap and like her collared uniform, just like <laughs> click, click, click. <laughs> Every time you transfer, you X out a guy. She clicks. Yeah, click. be amazing. <laughs> all right, all right. So another another hot topic we got a few questions in was just the idea of transfers. Early transfers, late transfers, price rises, and shit like that. So Brad on Slack said, under what conditions is it okay to make transfers early in the week? Under what conditions should we be waiting until Friday? Chuck Norwich on Slack. Chuck Norwich. I like that, man. Has the game changed the way we need to strategize with the drastic early price drops and rises? Has the mass knee-jerking made the Friday transfer a thing of the past? And then Mr. Toolsy, legend on Slack, said, it seems like the whole world took hits and made early transfers last week. Whatever happened to hold the line, gladiator style? At what point do you throw out the long-term strategy in an effort to just stay in touch with the pack? It is it is getting more and more erratic, it seems like, every year, with just like the early I transfers mean, and the price, price changes. I think the, the main difference... And this is, I mean, it's a year removed, so we'll always kind of forget. But the main difference to me this season seems like there's more price drops. The price rises seem like they've been very tame. Like we're seeing like two a day or whatever, and they've all like made sense, like Pookie and shit. But yeah, that's true. It seems there's like a like lot of the players drops every day. Yeah, like there are a lot of price drops every day, and it's kind of stupid. Like I have like Jack; he was under one percent owned when I the game week one started, and then he price dropped. It's like what? Well, what, what? It just doesn't make sense. And yeah. so that's frustrating. And I mean, part of my wild card was to avoid a couple drops. I mean, if I sat all week, like I'm looking at, I'm looking at a good like 0.5 farming team value with my wild card, which is about where you want to be. And as well as getting rid of the dead weight. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think you need to. You know, be aggressive early in the game weeks at the beginning of the season. We usually do make early transfers when there's no midweek games. We haven't had midweek games yet. We have midweek games this this week, but you know, it's all the shitty teams, and they hopefully will rotate for the fucking make believe cup or whatever the competition is that a super cup of England or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's whatever it's called. But um, no, I, I we always don't care about team value, but we also don't. 
act dumb to not get team value when we can. And when there's no midweek games and you know what's what with no injuries, then it's dumb to wait, you know? I mean, I think it's mo- for me at least, mostly it's, it's the guys I'm targeting, depending on if I make the earlier, early move or wait until Friday. I think if, if, you know, fucking some guy that I hate is like rising, I'm never going to bring him in anyway. I'm not going to like just follow the bandwagon because he's rising and everyone else is getting him in. But if, if Kev is rising, I literally can't afford him if I don't make the move on Sunday or Saturday, which is what happened this week. Then, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous to not bring him in because that's exactly who I want and I've been targeting for two weeks and missing that would mean I'm getting a significantly worse player in and like going away from my plan or whatever. But, I don't know if you can afford if you have the leeway to afford the move, you know, from Saturday to Friday, even if the player is price rising. I don't think it's just flat out dumb to wait till Friday, dude. I hate talking about price changes. Yeah, let's just stop talking. Why about do it, we maybe. talk? We have to stop talking about price changes. It's like like we have, we've been good about not talking about VAR. Like we need to stop talking about price changes. I think like as a rule. Okay. No price How many times have we talked about this? We talk about this every three pods for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. It's kind of annoying. Yeah, God, make your fucking transfers. Don't make them. I mean, it's not like a new shit. Like it's the same fucking shit. Yeah. Also, people DM me all the time at Slack. I mean, do that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. DM me, DM you, D- DM fine. Like we're on Slack. That's good. Good job for both of us and you guys. If you want to talk about like. Price changes are happening. Should I make these transfers? Like, yeah, we're up to talk, but like the strategy of like price changes and like yeah, team value, it's just like, so annoying, fuck, dude. It's such an. It's just not fun. It's oh, like we're not like God. we're not like stock analysts. Like, oh, like <laughs> we should look at like the oil commodity futures or some shit. Like, I don't give a fuck about like six million or five point nine million on player piece of shit X who's bad anyway. Like, fuck, fuck, fuck. That was good. Job, I'm man. on wild card, dude. I don't want to talk about fucking yeah, prices. Yeah, I need players. Fair. I need to get the right players. That's that's very fair. Okay, so let's move on to just some some questions. Let's just pound through some questions. Vax on Slack. Which teams feel like complete stayaways right now? I'm looking at you, Wofford. <laughs> yeah, it's a good good place to start. <laughs> they are um, bad. Holy shit! Although Jerry D actually looked kind of good. I think Spurs are a complete stay away and Wolves, and I think that's it. Spurs? Yeah, who the fuck do you want from Spurs? Are you kidding me? Son or something. Don't be so silly, Alon. He's 9.5 million. He's not 7.9 anymore. Because he's an actual good player in the Towers. He's obviously good, but like, he's the same price as De Bruyne. Yeah, it's bad. We talked about this in preseason. That yeah, was that's, misprice. That's a big, big yeah, stupid. I mean, it's funny. I you you a... just say Spurs and Wolves, you fucking twat. <laughs> 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 Complete stayaways. They're few and far between. Like we. No, just... but I'm because I'm honestly going through in my head of each player in each position, and there are. Multiple better options at the same price on other teams for everybody. Yeah, basically what you're saying is the Wolves and Spurs players are overpriced. I mean, they could be three million, and I still wouldn't own them. But yeah, sure, we can go with that. 
I mean, no, but seriously, that is what it is, right? Like, if 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 Doherty was the same price as Montoya, yeah, if he was five, we then would have like, Doherty. Right. You know, like yeah. Yeah, no yeah, question. Yeah, um, yeah they're overpriced. If Jimenez was well. six five, he'd be an option. You know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I what still think you? Jota will come good eventually. But yeah, but right, not right now. Not right now. And Europa does seem to make have. Made an effect. I mean, they have three draws on the balance. It's not. I mean, there's good. a reason why we've been on zero of their players, or not even remotely considering their players for yeah. the beginning of the season. Like yep. this is why they have just been parked every game, and it's a joke. I mean, they took a ninety plus. They took a stoppage time pen to get a goal this week. Like they just look bad. Yeah, they look fucking. It's bad. almost as though they play first teams on Thursday before they play on Saturday, and they have no squad. It's almost as if that's been happening. Yeah, and the, what a surprise. The, the tie is not done this week like it was last week. They're still going to have like a tough game with Torino on Thursday again before yeah. before Sunday against Everton, away Everton. Like it's not yeah. looking good for them. Yeah. I don't know. But are there any other teams like complete? Because I keep like there are a couple guys on like even so. the bad teams. I'm like, you're like Brighton. It's like, okay. Like Southampton. I'm like, okay. Maybe, you can talk me into a couple guys. Just for now. Well, I mean. <laughs> Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. That's 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 fair. That's fair. Because like Wolf hasn't really been on it yet. You no, don't Wolf want Ayu or Benteke or are just bad strikers. Um, Kelly. Kelly is really the only one. Cause he's yeah. Four, Kelly's but... good. He's four one. He's his spot will not be there soon. Like he's he's yeah. gonna get dropped. I, I agree with you there. I don't know. May, it may be Palace for now. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could gas now that he finally played. A game and he yeah. should obviously be playing from now on. You think he'll play over Tompkins? I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's better. I mean, they they are very similar like profiles. Yeah. And he's just better. He's just better. Yeah. There's nothing that Tompkins does better than Gaz. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Man, I wonder with these price drops, like, there's going to be some like the 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 effect of all of these insane price drops is going to be like some really nice value picks later in the season, like. Allison might be like five five by the time he comes back. Like Wilf might be six five by the time Palace have good fixtures. Like shit like that. Yeah, like Keen. Keen, I still have an eye on Keen. Dude, I love Keen and the yeah. Wolves. Like they drastically changed the game when they came on. They're yeah, they're they're price dropping too. Yeah. Yeah. Um well, what's going on with Matto? He's really He's good. a guy who I'm like that could be like a little baby Kevin kind of pick who just yeah he, keeps ticking and totting. He, he is an absolute tick machine, and he he just touches the ball so much. He's just he does touch it. He touches it a lot. Always touching it. Always. <laughs> He's just like always on the ball though. Actually, like he makes like all of their passes. He's just like a key pass monster. He had the most in the league last season. He's en route to another ridiculous season already, you know, this season. And yeah, it just seems like his involvement and just everything is just going to be high always because he's just, he's just doing everything. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's one of those really safe long term guys that is probably under owned. They do have like a little bit of a tough go. They have United, Spurs, Liverpool, three of the next five. Yeah, but United and Spurs are not bad attacking fixtures. And I'm not just taking the piss because I'm like a Liverpool supporter or something. Like those are totally fine attacking fixtures. 
That's true. That's true. I, I've looked at him a little bit of like a little bit of a rug, a little bit of a rug pick there in midfield. Yeah, it's just the 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 unattractive thing is just like assists. Like it, he's just so not a goal scorer, and it's like you, yeah, you like comparing him to like assists. Mount is like. Not even close, yeah, it's right? It's like yeah, it's Mount is like shooting four times per game and looks like he's he's just got a lot of goals at him. And Maddo, you're kind of just looking at like a I don't know, just really just ticking. And I don't know, he had a he had a decent points total last season, but is he going to surpass that? Like, is he going to get more than seven goals, seven assists? Like, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, well, probably two assists and three. Yeah, like he's maybe he's ten, more than seven assists. Maybe like ten to twelve assists. Is he going to get seven goals? Maybe not. Yeah, so maybe he's going to settle around like one. Yeah, but if he finishes around like one fifty, one sixty five point range, like that's good for seven. That million, seems it? good for seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Matter just just throwing out there. Yeah, right. Leicester are, are really weird because they just their attack looks like really conservative and bad so far. I mean, obviously they're getting fine results like. Draws against Wolves and Chelsea are fine, and then they pick up three points when they need to, but they're supposed to be better than fine. It's a little bit frustrating yeah. so far. Um, Dodi Dor on Slack with Mount Cantwell Pookie emerging as amazing cheap options is three at the back, the obvious best formation. Um,. I mean, it could be. I mean, definitely not five. Five is too much right now. I think the way yeah, everything's five, looking. Five is bad. Yeah, I think three or four. It it just comes down to what you can afford. You know how many premiums you're trying to wedge in, and then yeah, you know I, if you're going to go for a rotation. I, think I don't think it's, there's no formation op- doesn't matter that much to be honest. It's like there are good three five twos, three four threes, four three threes, four four twos. There are good teams in all of those formations. Yeah, I agree. I agree. JP on like double Burnley with Pope Barnes and double Norwich with Cantwell Pookie's madness, or is it a must-have? <laughs> with three city, three pool, and mount, that would be a regular starting 11, but with cheap enough guys to rotate with other options like Soy Boy, Lundy, etc. Yeah, I mean, obviously must-have is just this absurd thing to say, but yeah, it's reasonable. Um, it's definitely reasonable. I don't really have much analysis there. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the template. Like that's yeah. the template. Wild yeah, that card. is the what, template. That team, what fine. was just said, is the template. Yeah, and it's fine. It's it's good. <clears throat> um, Sirac followed up with, "Are we comfortable starting Cantwell every week? Is he an easy swap with Perez?" And and Rydell said, "Are there any bargain guys, Lundy, Cantwell, etc.? You'd be happy to start week in, week out." IMO Cantwell seems like a safe starter every week, but is owning him and Pookie too much. I don't know, Cantwell. Cantwell still makes me a little bit nervous. I mean, his underlings are pretty bad. He has yeah, two he, goal attempts in three games. Um, he's got you know eight chances created, one big chance in three games, which is better with his two assists. But you know his xG is one point two three, I think, because he had that sitter. And, yeah, but he his just XA had is one only, really yeah, high xG shot. Yeah. I mean, he's had two shots, two shot oh, yeah. attempts, and his XG is one point two three. Yeah, one so. one was zero point five seven against Newcastle, and then this week against Chelsea is point seven five. So, like, legit, yeah. just a tap in, yeah. But his XA is only point one seven, so it's it's a tough one with him. I just don't, I don't know. I, I really, I still don't. That's one thing I still don't know. I mean, they've got somewhat good fixtures, and I think rotating him is fine. I mean, he's so cheap. He's under fucking five million. So, 
I think it's probably fine. Is my is my gut, but yeah. I'm still not like so happy going into the week with him in a position where I need to start him. If you're rotating, I feel a little bit better, but if I need to start him and then suddenly like a couple games go and he looks bad, like and then it's a big problem. I, I'm not sure. What yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm worried about too. I mean, like. I think he's really good. I also think Buendia is really good. I also think Pookie looks really good and the fullbacks and the style of play and everything. But I just don't think that the volume is there that he's going to be really a good start every single week. And it's one of those things where are you starting him every week and in your head you're kind of thinking he's going to return like a 6.5 or 7 million mid or are you starting him every week and just being like, if he blanks four in a row, it's fine because he's four or five and he enables the other, the the, the other premiums? Because I think the latter is more realistic. Like he might just blank four games in a row or whatever, and not get his one shot. But if you're treating him like expecting attacking returns as like <clears throat> a main key cog attacker for you, I think you'll probably end up disappointed. Yeah, probably, probably. Probably. I mean, it's hard, right? Because he didn't, he barely even played last season. Like, we really just, like, don't know that much about him um, or have, like, any data on him. And it's just, he looks good and he's getting some good chances and stuff. And he's, like, young and sexy. But yeah, we just don't really know much about him. Yeah. And I mean, Buendia, just for a second to talk about him, like, his stats are are okay. Mm hmm. But the, the the goal scoring is is a concern. I think like he's just not. He's gotten a couple pops, but he's not. He's just not getting. He doesn't get in the box. So kind of sort of reminds me of like a little Siggy Light kind of a thing before Siggy I, used to overlap. And I was going to say Felipe Anderson. Yeah, somewhat something like, like he, that. He makes a lot of tackles, which you know, like he, like IRL, he's fucking incredible, and like that's what like draws me towards him. But like. For a fantasy option, he's a lot of build up, a lot of link play, and like he, yeah, he creates chances and stuff, but he doesn't shoot. Um, Ozzy Mandias on Slack. How do I know the difference between good decisions and luck? I'm trying to be less results orientated, but it's really tough in FPL. Hmm, that's an interesting question, actually. I don't think anyone's ever asked something like that before. Yeah, I like that question. Um, results orientated is definitely something that I think me and you are good at. Avoiding or are good at being aware of and talking about, and just not like points chasing and stuff like that. Like, I think for me, result the difference between like results orientated thinking or, or point chasing is I want to be aware of how the player actually played. I want to see an eye test that validates their points. I want to see stats that validate the points. If I have someone who's just Shooting one time per week, like a pulling like a kapoo or whatever, and scoring every week. Like I'm not gonna back that. To me, that's just you know bandwagon results oriented thinking about like keeping keeping a bad player or something like that. Like so for me, it's always kind of just a mix of, of lining up all of these different things that to to make honestly just to make sense of something. Like I'm not even looking for something. I'm just trying to wrap my my stupid fucking head around why a player may or may not be scoring points and make sense of it. And that's really what I'm trying to do there. Okay. Yeah, I don't have much to add. I think that was well said. Thanks. Um 
We got five more questions. Wolfgang Jones on Slack. Probably a team-specific question, but who would you pick between McGinn and Cantwell as a replacement for Cal Rob? I think probably Cantwell's worth the uh, extra savings to go put elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, if it's a start-every-week spot, I think McGinn's probably better. Feel safer. Yeah, I think start-every-week, you're looking at a guy who's shooting a ton and, you Involved. know, and just more, yeah, he's just more of a actual like forward than Cantwell is. Yeah, that's and fair. I think, yeah, I think for start every week, I, I prefer that. I mean, one of the things that like Kaylee said to look out for, for like an early trend is someone who's not shooting, like they have high XG per shot and Cantwell is just like the definition of that, right? He has two shots that are tap-ins basically and nothing else yeah that's the most unsustainable thing possible yeah so i don't like that okay um brad on slack who's everyone loving that you're not and who are you loving that it seems nobody else is um i think emerson definitely is in that second camp right yeah i think we're pretty high on emerson we had a long like pod boys chat about him and and came full circle that we like him um, I'm, nothing else is really jumping out to me. Well, Barnes is your obvious answer. Yeah, I mean, I just think he's a terrible player. But I mean, for me, I think if it's like it's like Manchester United's defense. Like I, yeah. I can I can get behind Martial. I can get behind Rashford. I can even get behind like a fucking like James punt or something. But Paul or whatever. But the the ownership percentage of like Juan and Maguire and De Gea is just. Absolutely ridiculous and insane and bad to me. What about Daniel James? You mentioned him. I mean, I mean, he looks fucking good. I yeah, really like good, him. Right? Yeah, yeah. I really like him. Like Only he six. He, yeah, he looked really good in in the bits of like Swansea that I saw, like in the cup and stuff. And he was highly rated. He's lightning quick. He's young. He's just adds a lot of shit that no one else does on the team. I think like he's the only. Sort of natural winger. Um, he's always making the runs behind. He's always available. I just think he's good. I, I haven't really looked at his stats for for fantasy perspective. I have to admit. Um, Let me take a look at them right now. Yeah, let's take a look at them right now. I mean, yeah, he 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 could end up being just another like cheap, yeah. fucking good mid. Um, point seven six xg, point one five xa. I mean, shooting two point seven eight per ninety, like that's good, but that's, that's all weighted because of the Palace game. He shot once as a sub against Chelsea, once against Wolves, and then four times when he started against Palace. Zero chances created on the season. Yeah, mm, that's not ideal. That's not great. But yeah, I mean, if he keeps starting and he has those he'll shots in him, yeah, he'll get points. Yeah, he'll get points. There's That's no question. I've never, never thought about him before. Okay. He had the he had like the best chance of the match for United that like volley that PVA blocked early. Like, that was like a really that was maybe their best chance of the entire match outside the pen. Um so yeah, I mean one to one to monitor for sure. Yeah. He's easy to easy to like, easy to root for. Yeah, definitely. Um Ben Urfi on Slack, Hotem Ben Urfi. Asking for a friend, say you have a set-and-forget team that's ranked 69K and your real team is ranked 500K. 
Is it ever okay to say fuck it and pretend your set and forget team is your main team? I'm just asking for a friend. Yeah, okay. No, I mean, I don't know. What are you trying to, what are you trying to do here? What are we doing here? I mean, if he, like, joins our prize league with a, a second set and forget team, I'm going to ban him to oblivion. But yeah, if you want to lie to, like, your girlfriend yeah, that you're doing really well, right, then, good. yeah, go yeah, for it. That's good, that's good. Um, Sirac again on Slack after three weeks it's quite clear the most relevant options are going to be City and Liverpool while neither be, seem to be able to hold it clean who are the six players we should have from these squads Ugh. I don't know I mean probably from City if you're like doing the safe thing it would be Raz, Kev, Laporte and then yeah, for Liverpool it would probably be like Mo uh, I mean Mo Trent and then Mo Trent Rabo or is it yeah, Mo I mean, Trent Adrian? Just Adrian, like Pope, but then like you're kind of stuck for a few weeks, having to spin your wheels to try and shift the money out. Or I don't know yeah. if that's good. It doesn't seem like you want to spend twenty four million on Salah and Mane. No, that's not really tenable. Yeah, if the cleans are actually down, maybe it's a season for Bob, but. He's also know. just too expensive. Yeah, he's just expensive as fuck. If he was, he should be eight five still. Like I don't know why he's up to nine five. Yeah, it's just same. It's similar with Laka. It's just like it's promoting less squad diversity in the game, which right. we've talked about. Which I just don't understand. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you underprice someone by point five? Versus overpriced by 0.5 when it would mean that more people would have these players. Like it just would be more fun. It's, I mean, that's, I think that's just a fundamental flaw in the game. But anyway, yeah, I think think, that's just a bad decision. Like the the difference between OBS and Laka ownership should not be 24% to 3.3%. No, it just shouldn't be the case. It's it's stupid. And like Mane also shouldn't be 11.5. Like he should be. Ten five or eleven, like you know, they, they, a lot of players could yeah. just be cheaper, and it would just be yeah, more yeah. fun because we could have different teams. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> and then last question, Rydale again, excluding Raz, who would be your number one must own guy for the next five ish game weeks? So just short term, who do you what? Who's the guy that you if you don't see him in a team, you're just like you have to get this guy immediately? I mean, I still think it's Mo. Yeah, it's probably Mo. The fixtures I mean, just, are, are good. Yeah, the fixtures are good. We just saw what happens when last week people are like, oh, modem Raz, or like, go to Mane, save a mill. It's just like, bang, comes in with a brace, and it's a joke. He's just the best player in the game. It's dumb. You, you he, was, he was so good against Arsenal. Like, oh, so when he doesn't play three games in a week, like this is what he looks like. Oh, yeah, great, cool, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was a jizz fest, yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about, or should we go to captains and our teams and stuff? Um, no, I mean, I think we, I think we did a good job today covering stuff. Yeah, I think we talked about stuff. I think that happened. Um, all right. So, who are you looking at capping this week? I mean, you don't even have a team yet, so <laughs> yeah, no, no. Are you, are you? Is that a factor for you? Like, are you? How how often are you looking at your wildcard team from the perspective of like, uh, who am I capping this week? Who am I capping for the next five weeks or whatever? 
It's, I mean, it's very important, but I mean, I haven't moved Mo from my team and I mean, I have Raz, so I don't think I need anything else besides the two of them. And, you know, yeah, City Home Brighton, like I'm not going anywhere besides if I do somehow finish with Kuhn or finish up with Raz, I mean, it's going to be one of them too, for sure. That's, uh, that's not even in a remote question mark area for me. But yeah, yeah it's the same thing like game week one. I mean, just in general, you know, you, you want to make sure you've got good captain options and good rotating captaincy shouts. So I feel well covered though with Mo and, and a city guy for sure. Yeah. It's almost like they're the two best teams in the league and have all the best players in the league. Yeah. It's, it's almost like that alone. Yeah. What are, what's, what the are you best, what's the best attack? I mean, I'm on Raz, obviously, but yeah, what's okay, the best fine. attacking fixture in the league right now? Like, what would be the juiciest, do you think? Is it like home Norwich because they're like open and attack, or like maybe home West Ham? I think West Ham with Noble and is a lot better than when Jack was playing. So, not anymore. No, I don't think that's the case. Um, yeah, I, I, I think home Norwich probably. Home Watford? Home Villa, no, because because Watford still have like the midfield. I, I think home, I think Decore, it's yeah, yeah I, I think it's home Norwich. I do. Yeah. I, I it's think a, it's the, the combination of like style of play. They it's also are still playing yeah. with their like backup center backs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like at least, at least <laughs> their first two choice backup, center yeah. backs are are still hurt, aren't they? Yeah, um, I'm blanking. Zimmerman and Zimmerman and Closa, but Klose. apparently like. Uh, God, I'm blanking on every name. One of one of the guys who's starting now is apparently the starter that's going to pair with Zimmerman. But Godfrey? even though Closa played more last year, yeah, I think okay. Godfrey. Okay, but uh, yeah, I think home Norwich. Just something to think about. It's I'm a little bit worried for Norwich. Just off topic, like I love everything about them and Fark and everything, but. They they can't play this way. Like they're, they're gonna get relegated if they play this way. I don't agree. I, I think that they're gonna win enough games against the bottom ten. They, I mean, they're, they're, that's about twenty games of your season. I mean, they're not playing for draws. Like they're gonna win a lot of those games. And yeah, we know that, that's a what big, that does. That's a big difference. Yeah, yeah we know what that difference. does to your your table placement when you're winning games against like the palaces and the villas and the Bournemouth of the world. Drawing. Yeah, instead yeah. of drawing or going for one ones or trying to nick a one nil and you, they get the last second equalizer, that kind of shit. They're not gonna win any games against the top four, top six, for sure. Yeah, probably not. They're but just gonna concede like three yeah. or four and all those. Yeah, I mean unless they change, but I, I still think that they can be safe doing that. Yeah. Okay. I I need to trust Fark more. Yeah. Um, and then our teams, I mean, so I made my transfers already in your own wild card, so there's not much to say there. I mean, one of the things that, that I think swung me personally to Emerson, aside from just Conte and Rudiger and stats and all that stuff, was also, I was just looking at the Norwich game, sort of like the flow of the game from an XG perspective. And, and basically, like, from Pookie's goal onwards, Chelsea allowed almost nothing they just really shut it down from that. And it wasn't even like a tiredness thing because that was like 30 minutes into the match. And I think just seeing that side of them, being able to shut down a, what, you know, probably a top 10 attacking team in Norwich is just, I was like, yeah, okay. So Emerson in. I mean, Kevin, don't feel like I need to explain. Mount, I don't feel like I need to explain. Hopefully he's not hurt. And then uh, fuck me, I'll have to like pop wildcard or something if he ends up being actually hurt. But. Yeah, I think my transfers are, are relatively simple, and I'm looking at Jerry D out next week. Um, 
which is really tough, by the way, because I have nothing in the bank and he's 6'4". So that's going to be brutal next week. I have no idea where I'm going to go, but that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I mean, your team looks in good shape and you're, you have a good rank, so hopefully you keep going. Yeah, Jerry D, like, where, where the fuck am I going to go? Ugh. 6'4". Oh, my God. Arsenal City Wolves. <laughs> yeah, you'll, yeah, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. I mean, you got to... Might, it might yeah, be, yeah. like, Wesley or fucking Malpai or something. Ugh. It's going to be rough. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to... That, that's my next week fucking thing. Um... Well, do you have a wildcard team right now to talk about, or is it too early? I mean, not really. It's it's basically I've had like Mo, Raz, Kevin, and I've been kind of tinkering around and Pookie. And I've been tinkering around, tinkering around there, um, and and probably in Lundstrom, Cantwell too, right? Yeah, but I'm not sure I'm going to stick with Cantwell because I've been playing with some like three five two type things. Yeah, um, yeah, I like I like three five two. I think. Yeah, just like getting Mount in there as my fifth. I mean, a lot's going to depend on on Martial's fitness. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with him. I mean, if he's if he's, it just it seems unlikely that he's going to be declared fit. And if there's even a small question mark, he's not like a 12 million player. Like you, you know, I can always buy him again in a couple of weeks when he's actually fit and back in the starting lineup. So if there's any question mark over him, I'm probably going to bin him. Um, yeah, it seems like a scary thing for a player with exactly his style. If his hamstring is like tender at all, you don't really want him on the pitch. I feel like yeah, it's just an unnecessary risk. So, so anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about that. And then I'm still like debating about what to do with like Trent and Robbo. I, I still both I still like both of them a lot. You know, I would love to have Laporte, but you know, something's got to give. I can't have all these guys. Um, yeah, I mean Dean. I'm I'm very I'm still very like kind of mixed on Dean. Like his stats are just as good as like Rabo, but I just I don't understand how Everton are not conceding more goals. I really don't with the team that they're playing and, and the midfield been, that they have. And Gab Gabamin or whatever their fucking gay replacement is dead for like a month at least. Yeah, I just don't I don't get it, and I I don't think it could keep happening. It's I mean it might be like a Barnes blinder for me. And I'm being stubborn and someone in, in, in a team's defense who I had doubts about before the season started, even though they've been good, you know, they've only let in one or two goals so far in the season. I'm still mixed on that. What, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that I do agree. I've had those fears from preseason onwards about their, their defense. The one thing that the, the one thing they've been really good at is not allowing shots. And, you know, like, 21 shots in the first three is, is second to only City. Seven shots on target in the first three matches is, is the best in the league. So while I am worried and I don't think they've looked like particularly like, I don't know, organized, like destroying defense or something like that, I do think that like those numbers are telling us a story that they have been Whatever it takes, however they're doing it, they have been actually more tight than it seems like, and just like that's those are really good numbers to build off of. You know, like the numbers back them up. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah, yep. And I did say like even last week, like for these teams, like it seems like almost one big save a week is as of right now is necessary and you know this week it didn't happen i mean if if pickford 
is an inch to his right, or if Mina is an inch to his left, then they block either the pass or the shot from Jota to Wesley, and we're talking about a completely different game where Villa don't really have many other chances. Yeah, that's fair. And, yeah, I think that, that reflects positively on the defense. So I don't know. Yeah, home Wolves at Bournemouth, home Southampton, or Sheffield United, home City. Yeah, I mean, they could still keep two in those four. Yeah, they should, the they should be keeping two. The fixture is still good, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Dean definitely feels like a, a safe and, and a, a good, smart pick, but I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to land there. I'll, I'll have to see. Right. But, um, yeah, and then other than Puke, I mean, that second forward spot's very, very much up in the air. I have no idea where I'm going to land. And I mean, talking about Kuhn versus Raz, I mean, it has got the wheels turning. I'm not sure what I'm going to do there. I, I'm also not going to totally rule out just going triple city attack and going cheap at the back and then seeing how that goes. I, I mean, yep. Raz, Kevin, and Kuhn have not blanked yet this season, and their XGX fuck me up the ass is the highest. Uh, like it just has gone through my butt and through my skull, brain, and killed me. <laughs> it's the best attack in the league by so many miles that yeah. it feels like an okay place if I'm going to overextend um, to do it. So I, I'm going to have to really look at that a little bit more too, as well. So. There's a lot yeah. of directions, and I don't feel that great. <laughs> it's early. You'll you'll get the tinkers out. Um, all right, let me slap some asses. We we're, the signups have still been great, so thank you to everyone who who signed up, joining the Patreon, and all that shit. We're actually it's only end of August now, but in October we're doing a couple big like Patreon things. So something to look out for. We got we're. More fireside chats coming, all this shit, and you know, it's, it's stuff's been good. We're trying to pump out that content, baby. Let me slap the asses of Mitch Clow, Adam Eliasson, Gabe Nono, Mike S, Graham Nation, Icholas Foreman, Emil Doolin, Luca, and Bluntman and Chronic, which is I don't think his real name. Probably not. Yeah, and I mean, you know, also just a small plug. It's like we don't have ads for like the golf magazine or like erectile dysfunction like pills here on FMLFPL. Like it's just me and Alon. Like we love talking about soccer and footy and FPL and shit. And, you know, it just helps us, you know, pay the bills with the hours that we spend each week doing the content. And so, you know, any, any, anyone who signs up, it's uh, very much appreciated it's from the bottom of our hearts, actually. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, any last words or we get out of here? No, let's go. Check us out at fmlfield.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlfield. Support us at patreon.com slash fmlfield. Subscribe right now. Sports Social Podcast Network.